Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Poor Man's Lore. My name is Kevin, and today, and hopefully on every episode, I would like to talk about Magic the Gathering's lore. You know, I have been wanting to make a podcast on the lore of Magic the Gathering for quite some time, and the biggest thing that stood in my way is uh, it is scary to uh, do a new thing, and so here we are today. You know, it's not going to be perfect, right? The title is Poor Man's Lore. It is not a very excellent story summary of Magic the Gathering. Uh, no, it is It is what I can do. It, I feel I have, you know, somewhat of a unique take on magic story and i just want to you know share that and find other people with unique takes on magic story so you know venture on with me as i you know try and make a podcast right so today i want to talk about uh the current magic story which is the phyrexian arc and i feel very strongly uh about phyrexians uh, that I, I hate them on a pretty guttural and visceral level uh, that is hard to put into words. So, you know, let's go from the beginning of, uh, you know, when Phyrexia really wronged me the first time, you know, uh, on, on this time around, I guess, when new Phyrexia wronged me personally. Uh, you know, I would love to talk about, and I probably will on another episode, talk about all of the stuff Phyrexia has done in the past, uh, in, you know, the Urza days, uh, I love Urza, you know, I think he's a, a great character, one of my favorite characters in Magic the Gathering, but today, specifically, let's talk about when they got my other favorite character in Magic the Gathering, which is Tamiyo, uh, back in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, for those of you who don't know, Tamiyo was completed, and I was very upset, uh, you know, fun little anecdote, I, I've always really liked Tamio. uh, you know, she, she's a good person, above all, which, you know, planeswalkers don't really have to be good people, because they get into the slightest bit of trouble, they can just leave, and they can do that an infinite number of times, because there are theoretically infinite, you know, different universes out there in the multiverse, so, you know, there is no moral code that they're beholden to. But here's Tamio reading to orphan children on Kamigawa, adopting, you know, her son Nashi when Tezzeret burns his village down. She doesn't have to give a shit about any of this, but she does. She's a good person. Which, you know, I think might be like why her completion was, like, the most offensive thing wizards could have done at that moment. But, you know, I guess that is Phyrexia, right? They do the most offensive thing. They completed the Weatherlight in Dominaria Remastered. I don't really think for any narrative reasons, just kind of like, ah, man, look how big the stakes are! They're huge! You know, but anyway, right? Uh, on to, to Tamio, right? Jenga Taxis abducts Tamio from Kamigawa once he figures out how to stabilize the soul with the reality chip, and, uh, well, he puts that to use pretty immediately on Tamio. That is the first walker to fall, and, you know, then in Dominaria United, 
we get Jaya Ballard killed off by a Johnny, who, like, you know, again, another uh, real affable fellow. I think I used that word right. I don't know. He's a nice guy. Everyone likes a Johnny. Like, of all of the Planeswalkers you could have chosen, you chose two of the members of, like, Tamio's little book club, the Story Circle. They literally get tea on Kamigawa and discuss literature. And you just had to fucking take that away from us, wizards. Well, you know, big dislike, but I guess the stakes are huge now, so that's great. You know, uh, on to where they really picked up in earnest. Uh, For those of you unaware, the Phyrexia stories were very sad and... uh, well, I'll be honest, you know, they, they did, they got me. They fully did make me cry because, uh, you know, we lost five planeswalkers, which we knew going into the set was going to happen, but boy, the way they went about it was just offensive. (laughs) Again, it's with Phyrexia, it's always offensive, but I mean, basically for the you know, speedrun recap, the, the main story of Phyrexia All Will Be One is basically just the story of how we lose a bunch of beloved characters to completion. Uh, it starts off with the team, the assault team, going from Dominaria to New Phyrexia, and immediately their plan goes horribly wrong when they all get scattered to the winds on New Phyrexia. You know, we get a couple little groups, uh, you know, trying to find their way to each other. And I'd say we get about half of them. I think it's something like Jace, uh, Nahiri, Kaya, Kaito, Tyvar, and probably someone else who I'm forgetting. But, you know, essentially we get this this ragtag group of heroes. Well, Nahiri's already infected because in, in, you know, getting the team back together, uh, she gets like a nick on the back of her neck that, you know, exposes her to the oil. And then she, of course, doesn't tell anyone about it because what a fun trope that is where, you know, you get bitten by the zombies and then you don't tell anyone because, I don't know, you just don't. But... You know, uh, I, I, I like, I actually do like, you know, Nahiri's arc in this story of, you, you know, like, it, it, it kind of has like a, well, you know, no sense crying about it kind of feel to it, where, you know, she knows, all right, well, you know, basically I'm fucked, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down, but might as well go down swinging, which she does, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, but basically, you know, our heroes unite, and they bypass a couple layers of Phyrexia, eventually wind up in the Dross Pits, which is the black-aligned, the, you know, shielded-controlled portion of Phyrexia, and there's a whole, you know, Mirren rebellion happening, which, you know, one guess how that goes, probably not well, Uh, because we do have March of the Machine coming up, so, you know, I can't imagine that went exceedingly well for the Mirrens, but at some point they decide, okay, yeah, now, just now that we're down in the dross pits, it's a good time to drink the halo, which Elspeth brought. Now, halo, you know, for the uninitiated, is basically, uh, you know, MacGuffin juice, where you drink it and the Phyrexians can't get you. 
It was discovered on New Capenna by Elspeth on her time there, and that was really the purpose of us visiting New Capenna was to find, you know, magical angel juice and really evidence of the Phyrexians, the OG Phyrexians, I believe, being fought, you know, fought back and won, uh, you know, people winning against the new Phyrexians, uh, getting the halo out of it. So Jace drinks the halo and immediately realizes, uh, oh, uh, Vraska's in trouble. I can hear her in trouble right now. And so he, you know, blindly tries to find his love, you know? It, it, it's it's just sad because eventually how it goes is Vraska is already in some state of completion. Uh, well, maybe not completion, right? Because we can't use those words interchangeably. Uh, Phyrexianization. Right, she's been exposed to the oil, she's cut up, she's not doing good. And Jace tries to save her. And, you know, it sucks because you know, you can you can have whatever take on this you want, but like frankly, that's love, right? Like that's what love does in that kind of a situation. Of course he tries to save her. You know, if I were in the same situation and someone I loved was in that situation that Vrasco was in, like, of course, that's that's what you do. You try and save him. Uh, and it's it's this really like genuinely very moving uh, passage that it it made me cry. It was just so. I mean, it was hopeless, but it it was like loving in a way where Jace, you know, goes to Vraska and he knows, right? He knows like he's fucked if he does this, but he does it anyway. He doesn't really try to you know stop the completion. He's kind of. I feel like he's in shock, you know, he's babbling on about, no, it's okay, it's not too late, but Frasca knows, she's like, yeah, it is, you need to run, like, it, you need to get out of here, please, and, uh, you know, a bit tropey, but he, instead of running, creates an illusion, right, you know, being the mind mage that he is, he creates an illusion that they're just having a nice day, a perfect time on Ravnica, visiting museums and, you know, sipping lattes in coffee shops. It's, you know, very, you know, quaint and nice. And he creates that illusion one last time for Vraska. And then she stabs him because she succumbs to the completion and stabs Jace. You know, of course, then Jace is lost, which... You know, it, it was leaked, all right? I knew that Vraska, Nissa, and Jace were going to be completed pretty early on. That was leaked, but uh, reading it hurt my feelings pretty bad. Uh, you know, then on to write Nissa does get completed. And I, <laughs> the, the, the story where Nissa gets completed is kind of hilarious because it's like Luca being kind of a just a total dumbass, which, you know, one of the you know, bigger ways I got back into Magic Story was reading the, I think it was the Sundered Bond was what it was called. The the novella that they put out for Ikoria's story and hating Luca. I mean, I read that because it, it came out like right as uh, COVID lockdowns began and, you know, what else was there to do? So I, I read that and like Luca is just such a dumbass, such like a you know, a, a jock, like, cop, like, 
I know everything, stop in the name of the law, kind of, you know, guy. And of course he goes to Phyrexia and immediately is like, yes, I will bond with the monsters of this plane and show them that I ain't no bitch. And of course that doesn't go well for him. So, you know, he gets completed and then he takes down Nyssa with him. So, you know, wonderful. Thanks, Vorinclex, for that. But can't even be mad. Like, you know, they got got in just... It, it almost reads like a satire, that story, because, like, <laughs> Luke is just so stupid. But, you know, anyway, we eventually, uh, after Jace is, you know, exposed to the glistening oil, and, of course, then they give him the Silex, because that makes sense. Yes, the, the Silex being their, their big plan is uh, essentially, remember when Urza did a tiny nuke on uh, Dominaria. Let's do that on Phyrexia. I'm sure that will go well. Which, you know, we've had... I think it is interesting that we've had, like, you know, as of this set, we will have had uh, three different versions of the Silex in Karn's Silex, Urza's Silex, and now the Filigree Silex. Technically four, if you count the Golgothian Silex. The original... Uh, exclusively Antiquities cards board wipe, which, you know, is it's borderline playable if you want to have a, a list of cards that were originally printed in Antiquities. But anyway, uh, you know, it's it's I find it interesting we have all those, but their their plan <laughs> obviously doesn't go great. There's this moment as they're uh you know trying to find their way down from Shieldred's uh, Coliseum, which is where that whole scene with uh, Jason Braska takes place, into the further layers of Phyrexia, where Nahiri, you know, sees... They're pretty backed against a wall here, and Nahiri starts to feel like she's just about to go herself, you know, full Phyrexian. So she just punches a hole in the floor with her lithomancy powers, and... Uh, you know, that's a, it's a pretty big gift for the coalition of, you know, good guys that they can just go down into the deeper layers of Phyrexia, uh, immediately, you know, then of course they've lost Nahiri, but I think at that point it's still Jace, Kaya, Kaito, Elspeth, and Tyvar, uh, who, by the way, I mean, if you haven't read the the stories, I'll always recommend reading them because they will do a much better job explaining than I do. Uh, but, you know, Tyvar is just a delightful, uh, you know, he's a himbo, right? He's like very, you know, ah, yes. Like, oh my God, what he, he says at one point, like, ah, yes, friend Jace, I don't think that is a very good idea <laughs> or or something about like, you know, ah, yes, friend Jace has special bad ideas that are especially bad like just he's very like cheerful in an ignorant way and it's 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 charming uh you know i really i liked tyvar a lot more than i thought i would in these main stories um and i guess worth noting the uh luca completion is actually technically a side story but i feel like it reads uh you know mostly as a you know main story side section, you know, not as, like, a miscellaneous, unrelated story, like, it's very much, you know, to the point of, well, here's how you lose two more, and, uh, anyway, you know, they, they go down, they continue fighting their way down to the core of New Phyrexia, <sighs> excuse me, oh, I had to yawn there, 
I might or might not edit that one out because you know I uh, I don't have the most time in the world to make these. Frankly, I think they're just gonna be me rambling, and uh, you know heck, we'll keep the yawn in, right? Just get it to people as soon as I can. Very uh, informal. It's poor man's lore, baby. All right, that's what we got going for us. So anyway, they they continue fighting down, and then there's a moment of confrontation between, uh, you know, I was expecting it to be like Tamio and Ajani, but it was actually a big reveal. Tybalt and Ajani take on their kind of respective counterparts. So Tybalt takes on Tyvar, and Elspeth takes on Ajani. Uh, Now Tybalt was, you know, quote, seated at the end of the Kaldheim story, where I guess, you know, Vorinclex, I think, probably just, like, popped him with the glistening oil, and then at some point, you know, they tracked him down, they completed him, and, you know, there's a, a fun a fun little interaction between Tybalt and Tyvar, where Tyvar basically kicks the shit out of him. Uh, Elspeth is basically getting her ass kicked by Ajani, who is, you know, still just such a kind fellow. He's like, no, please join New Phyrexia. It's so great. We lo- you'll love it here. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's sad seeing a Johnny run around, like, excitedly chanting the ardent etchings, or the argent etchings, whatever the fuck they're called. And, uh, you know, like, just simping for Phyrexia. It's, it's, it's sad, you know, really it is. But... <laughs> You know, Elspeth, of course, because Elspeth is, like, now the queen of, like, ah, yes, white magic, don't fail me now, uh, you know, has some kind of big burst of magic and then knocks Ajani back. I don't think Ajani is dead. They kind of hint that Tybalt could be dead by the end of this altercation, uh, but, you know, I, I don't put it past him to just, you know, bring him back. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Uh, whether or not he'll be a planeswalker, who knows? But, uh... Spoiler alert, doesn't really matter. Uh, they, they don't quite succeed. Because Kaya, Kaito, and Jace, that's our strike team. That's our best and brightest. They go down to the seed core of Phyrexia. And they have an interesting conversation where I find myself siding with Jace. Uh, you know, they when, when they start this whole thing, you know, Jace has a conversation you know, with the whole group present, with Malira, who is one of the Miran natives, notably, she is uh, immune to phyresis and phyrexianization, uh, which I'm sure that will be relevant <laughs> very soon. But she, you know, asks him, look, tell me that this isn't, you know, a bad idea for us. Tell me that this isn't going to kill Mirans And Rather than lying to her, Jace says, no, it's, you know, pretty likely that it will. It it probably will kill some Mirans. Maybe all the Mirans. But, you know, the plane's been lost to New Phyrexia. This is what we have to do to prevent the multiverse from being lost. And Malira says, like, you know what? You're straight up honest with me. All right, let's go down swinging, right? That's everyone's attitude. And everyone is like, agreed, including Kaya and Kaito are like, yes, agreed, we're doing this. And then they get down to the seed core and they see that Realmbreaker has already connected to other worlds. And then Kaya and Kaito go, whoa, 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 hold up, hang on now. This could affect other planes of the multiverse. We can't detonate the Silex now. 
And Jace says, are you fucking crazy? Now is when we have to detonate the Silex. Immediately, to prevent the spread of Phyrexia even further. Like, you know, they're looking up and they're seeing, like, literal invasion ships ready to launch. Like, Phyrexia was way more prepared than they thought they were. So, it's now or never. And Kaita, uh, Kaito and Kaya start, you know, going back and forth of, well, you know, I came here to save Kamigawa, not destroy it. Like, <laughs> I just think their inaction here is ridiculous, you know? Jace made it very clear. There will be casualties here. We knew going in. There will be casualties. Jace has already lost the one he loves the most, so I don't know if we're supposed to kind of see Jace as, like, some kind of flawed figure where... Oh, he's lost too much, and he's not making sense. I think he's making perfect sense. You know, like, you have to stop Phyrexia at all costs. Worth mentioning, Jace is about to fall to completion. <laughs> he is the most talented mind mage in the multiverse, and I think there's, you know, a really great passage where he says, you guys don't understand exactly how much of my time goes to not ripping apart the minds of the fucking multiverse. Like, they don't understand, like, Jace could literally show up to a plane and be like, hey guys, water 2.0 dropped, it's black and kind of oily, but, you know, come take a sip, it's great, and then that whole plane is lost. So, I think it's moronic that they don't detonate the Silex here, Jace certainly tries, but, uh, you know, they fail. Jace succumbs to completion, and he starts doing, like, a an imitation of the, like, ritual that kind of goes along with the Silex, which we know fairly little about, but we did see in the Brothers War story, which is phenomenal, and I suggest you read every word of it, because, uh, well, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll find out if you don't know already, I love Urza, and I love the Brothers War, you know, I think that it was one of the best sets, uh, of all time in Magic, but I, I digress. Uh, you know, we see Urza pouring his blood into the Silex and, you know, his memories of the land, really alluding to magic, which is much more understood now. Like, I have no doubt Jace could detonate the Silex, but he starts, uh, you know, his forehead is pouring glistening oil after this altercation into the Silex, and uh, at that point he's lost to Phyrexia because they waited too long. Uh, Elspeth comes out of nowhere, tackles the Silex out of Jace's hands, and Planes walks away. So I'm sure that will go well for her. Uh, you know, somewhere in the Blind Eternities, she's getting ripped apart, presumably, or the Silex Blast is going off or something. I, I don't know. I, I assume Elspeth is going to come back as some kind of angel planeswalker any day now. Uh, that just kind of seems like the arc they're setting up for her. I don't really have a problem with that. I kind of like having a, you know, a Sarah-esque planeswalker to it, right? Uh, Sarah being, you know, the original kind of angelic planeswalker. Uh, you know, I, I, I do feel kind of awkward, like, dropping names like Sarah. Like, I, I hope people understand, you know, what I'm talking about there. Uh, if you don't, you know, frankly, the Vorthos cast does a really good job at uh, introducing a lot of these topics, and, you know, they have the resources uh, set up to really do that. I think I'll get there eventually in time, but, you know, bear with me. If you don't know something I say, Google it. The Magic Wiki is very well set up, mostly by the people that run the Vorthos cast, uh, you know, to answer these one-off little questions like that. But, you know, check them out uh, after you're done checking this out. Essentially, uh, that's where we're left at the end of 
Phyrexia all will be one is, uh, you know, well, at least half are one, you know, uh, Jace, Nissa, Vraska, Luca, and Nahiri have all fallen to Phyrexia. In addition, you know, they have Tybalt, dead, maybe alive, maybe, uh, Johnny, maybe dead, maybe alive, and Tamio, who I don't have any reason to believe is, uh, dead, I believe she's currently alive. Please, God, let her be alive and let there be a cure for completion. Uh, you know, so that sets us up for March of the Machines, which is going to be one hell of a story. Because now the entire magic multiverse is inextricably linked together via a twisted Phyrexian version of the world tree. And uh, I would say that's where we leave it, but we do actually have two more side stories, right? So the first, I'll, you know, hit kind of briefly. It's just uh, Teferi waking up after the events of the Brothers War story, which, you know, I'll, I'll probably make an episode at some point recapping the Brothers War because I love the Brothers War so much. But, you know, look, we got to pick a point to start, and this is where we picked. So at, uh, at the end of the Brothers War, when Teferi is going back in time trying to figure out how the Silex works and how Urza activated it, he gets blown out of time uh, into what I figured at the time was Zelfir. Now confirmed, it's Zelfir. And uh, he, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't remember. I skimmed this one pretty quickly. Uh, so, you know, go check it out. But essentially, I don't know if he's phased it back in yet, uh, but he's certainly doing fine on Zelfir. You know, he washes up on the beach and uh, they pretty quickly elevate him to uh, his previous positions of power within Zalfir. So, you know, is what that is. Uh, the other story is uh, Tezzeret. Finally, you know, he's been working for New Phyrexia, shuttling Phyrexian praetors back and forth from various planes. Uh, you know, Vorinclex to Kaldheim, Jin to uh, Kamigawa, Shieldred to Dominaria, and what's that guy's name? Uh, shit, Urabrask to Nukapenna. Uh, he finally, after doing all that and really helping the invasion launch, is promised a new body made of dark steel because the uh, planar portal within his body is uh, eating him alive, which, you know, I think is a net positive. Fuck Tezzeret. Uh, don't like that guy. He eventually does get his body uh, replaced by Jingataxis, slaps the shit out of him, and then leaves. There's a, you know, a touching scene where he goes back to his hometown in uh, Esper on Alara and has a, you know, cute little moment. Uh, but essentially, he, he very quickly tries to planeswalk around and warn of the Phyrexian threat, which he directly helped to uh, set up. You know, the, the threat that would not be a threat if not for him. Uh, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, we call Tezzeret an anti-hero? Uh, I, I, I'd call him an asshole. Fuck Tezzeret. Uh, you know, and so then he is, he is out there, and he is, uh, warning people. He does have an inter, an interaction with, uh, Nashi, Tamiyo's son, which, again, I kind of skimmed the last part of this, but I know that they, uh, did interact, and they exchanged some words. Basically, he killed the, the, uh, little rat motorcycle gang and basically said like, uh, you're going to wish I killed your fucking mother to Nashi. And that's, that's, that's really where we leave off. But in his travels, he already notes like there are some worlds that are fully lost to Phyrexia because that's what Phyrexia does, right? They set up these 
you know, interplanar strike teams probably of, you know, ways to infiltrate. I, I got to imagine they've had sleeper agents all over the multiverse, I, you know, and I guess it was time for them to wake up. So, you know, that is the Phyrexia all will be one story. You know, it's a, a quick recap. Uh, I encourage you to go read the stories. They're going to do a much better job explaining the actual plot than I do. Uh, there were two other side stories, one for each commander. Uh, you know, I, I liked the Mirren one. Big shock there. Wasn't a huge fan of the Phyrexian one, which does use first-person uh, narration, which is, you know, deeply unsettling on just a weird, you know, like a human level. But, uh, you know, I might cover those in another uh, episode because they, you know, have a, a bit uh, of a separation between main story plot points and uh, side story. So, you know, in the meantime, uh, I, I would love to do these little lore recaps, uh, especially for some of the uh, older lore. You know, going forward, I'll definitely be doing them for March of the Machine. You know, we're trying out uh, a lot of things. We're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. So please, you know, uh, let me know what you think of this. I, I don't know in what way you would do that. Probably like, I don't know, Reddit. I'll probably post it on Reddit and on Spotify. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll make a Discord. Who knows? This is This is the first of hopefully many efforts like it. Uh, you know, let me know. Uh, quite honestly, I, I don't expect people that don't know me personally to actually be consuming this. So, you know, leave a comment wherever you found it. Let me know you found it. Let me know if you liked it. And, uh, if you didn't, then, uh, you know, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. This has been Poor Man's Lore. Thank you for listening.